Hello everyone, you have Jake flying solo again today to discuss Loki episode 5, Journey into Mystery. Uh, we have three plots in this episode. The A plot is Loki arriving in the void, meeting the rest of the Lokis, and then running away from the monster named Elioth. The B plot is Sylvie going after Loki uh, as part of her mission to again then go past Elioth to find out who's behind the TVA. The C plot is Renslayer's own journey into mystery as she's trying to learn who's also behind the TVA. Couple character notes. I wanted to start with two, with one new and one existing character who do exist in the comics. First, I made a note that Sylvia already existed. So too does Ravana. I didn't realize this before, but Ravana Ren Renslayer is likely Ravana Terminatrix. She's King's sometimes enemy, sometimes romantic interest from the comics. She's a time traveler as well, and she initially starts as King's enemy, but eventually falls in love with him before they're separated. I'm not saying that's necessarily the direction it's going to go here, but I didn't realize that Ravana also already exists in the comics. So I'm just putting that out there. Number two, we are introduced to Alioth, who I mentioned before. It is a matter-eating monster at the end of time, slash AKA the Void. He's also from the comics. He's an antagonist and rival of Kang. He holds a similar position in the comics. He sits further upstream in time, preventing Kang from expanding into the future, thus forcing him to go back, uh, putting him in conflict with previous generations of heroes like the Avengers. I have a number of likes. I'm not going to go through all of them in depth. I'm, and I'm not really going to go through all of them because I'm hoping to talk about this more with Seth. And I feel like a lot of things I like now I'll discuss once the series is over. So a few things I do want to call out though. I liked the, just all the Easter eggs. From the U.S. Uh, from the U.S. Eldridge, which is apparently part of the notorious Philadelphia experiment, which is a conspiracy theory. Then there's a Thanos Chopper, which is a reference from the '70s comics. There's Ecto Cooler. Uh, there's Living Tribunals, Severed Head. We see the Dark Aster. There's apparently a Frog Thor in a jar. I think I also saw Ant-Man trapped in a jar. There's just tons of Easter eggs, and I think the way this series has been dropping them. In terms of comic Easter eggs, MCU, and then even real life ones like the Philadelphia Experiment and D.B. Cooper, I think it's just been phenomenal. And I also think it's been in a, done in a way that's not distracting, but actually resonates kind of with the zaniness of the concept of the show. Whereas I don't think they did, I'm not going to say they didn't do enough in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but they didn't have the same type of fun with it. As And then you had WandaVision where I think they overdid it. And there were so many references that didn't really go anywhere easter eggs that didn't go anywhere and especially for a show that had so much mystery to it and you didn't really know what was going on i, I think it bit them and then biting them in the end but for this show it, it's worked they've been the easter eggs have been relevant enough to be noticed but not too much to be distracting which i guess is the art not the science to it i also liked the smoke monster Eliath. I thought the actual attack scenes were a little underwhelming. It reminded me of smoke monster from lost, but overall I thought he was good. And then, yeah, just the things I mentioned, I'll go into more depth later when the series is over, but pace and development acting and the acting from the cast across the board is really great. I specifically want to call out those call out those Sophia DiMartino and Gugu Mabatara uh, and I really like their early, their first scene early on. Their showdown was just incredible with the Miss Minutes watching. So kudos to them. 
And yeah, tons more to like, but they're really things that I've talked about previously and I plan to expand on once the series is over. So we'll get into those next week. In terms of dislikes, strangely enough, not enough Loki. I think uh, the I would have liked a little more of the presidential Loki. And I guess that's kind of hard to go into. I know I said I'd talk about it more. They're introduced a bunch of Lokis. There's a whole bunch of variations of them at the Void because they're survivors. You have Richard Grant as classical Loki. You have a boastful Loki, a kid Loki, a alligator Loki, I believe, or crocodile Loki. At Richard Grant, all of them were great. Richard Grant as classical Loki really gives you this somber, like synthetic, older version. You have kid Loki who seems wise and formidable. Boastful Loki is boastful, treacherous Loki. And then you have the alligator slash crocodile Loki, who is a big hit. Uh, and then you had presidential Loki. I, w- I would have liked a little more presidential Loki. I thought he was interesting. We get the least amount of time with him. Okay, moving on to questions. Question number one. What does Minutes Miss Minutes know? And is she more independent than we realize? Or is she being controlled by someone else? If she can lie to Sylvie, why not Ravana? And she seems hesitant when Rana asks her to find the files of the beginning of the TVA for her. Whoever built the TVA likely built Miss Minutes. In fact, Miss Minutes is the main propaganda spreader of the TVA. If She's likely not on Ravana's side, in my opinion. And I guess we're going to find that out soon. Question number two. Will Kid Loki return? I think probably. He's a huge part of the Young Avengers series, based on my understanding. And... Based on the shows that Marvel has in development and some of the characters they've introduced, but in terms of the shows they have in development, Hawkeye introducing Kate Bishop and the characters they've introduced, like Cassie Lane, Morgan Stark, Helen Cho, who's the mother of Amadeus Cho, Eli Bradley, Wanda and Vision's sons from the series, who even though they technically don't exist, they also, that happens in the comics, but they magically come back. It's a really long-winded way of saying, I think they're building up to the Young Avengers I think it could be phase five, but yeah, I'm going to say yes. Kid Loki will return in some capacity. Number three, I already kind of talked about this with number one. It's a real question of the show. Who's behind the TVA? I I still think it's Kang. I know I said it might be Ravana. It's clearly wrong. I I think it's Kang. I think we're going to find out next week. I hope they do it well. I know one of the things I mentioned previously is that there, there is some concern about how you can how you're introduced the villain at the last minute and make it make it work especially for shows with so much time building these characters but i, I that's a hard thing to do but this show's been doing a lot of hard things so far so i trust them to do it and they'll either prove me right or wrong in a couple of days all right final thoughts and scores here i'm just going to give another a plus for now it's a big asterisk for next next week how this episode ends uh, how the series ends is really going to affect the series for me obviously they're they don't need to land the ending perfectly, but they just need to do a pretty good job. I think the series has been building momentum overall in the last few episodes. I think they really built on each other and elevated the series just to be my simple, uh, simply my favorite of the new Disney Marvel series. It's really one of my favorite MCU slash stories projects of the entire MCU. I, to me, that means it's probably my top 10. Now, what that top 10 is, I'll probably discuss that at a later time with Seth. All right, that does it here. I think this is actually the first time I've kept it under 10 minutes. And so I'm not going to hang on the rim. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day. And I will talk to you soon to discuss the finale and the series at large.